was a curse on our village. The curse of Frankenstein. Hello and welcome, welcome back to Scream 101. 101. I'm, I'm Sergio. Brennan. Hey. How's it going? Great. Um, okay. Well, we're, so he- we're yes. here to talk about the, the ghost, ghost of, of Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Jinx. Oh my God. It's like we're in the same room. You owe me a soda. No. No. We're just in the same room. Why would I owe you a soda? Because of the jinx. No. Is that, not that. A, is that not a thing that I, ever happened with you? Yeah, but I called jinx. I didn't say you owe me a soda. Yeah, so I jumped on that. Oh, damn. You got this me. Is legally binding. <laughs> you got me. Okay, so, um, Brennan. But first, let's do ten word reviews of okay. movies we watched in the past week. And I know you did not prepare. Um, look, Sergio is extra prepared in one regard, but not prepared in this regard. So let's see how this goes. Um, let's start with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, my ten word review is either needs way more Sharon Tate or none at all. <laughs> And my review is someone get Quentin Tarantino an editor. <laughs> oh, his editor died. Did she really? Yeah, she did. Oh, this is so. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I hate to break it to you this way. <laughs> uh, now I feel like an asshole. No, 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 no. I mean, obviously somebody edited the movie. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. I apologize. No, no, no. Um, scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, messy, ridiculous gateway horror that delivers some truly great cute creatures. <laughs> and my review for scary stories to tell in the dark is a horror film <laughs> for children is a great time for everyone. Aww. Um,. And for the record, I enjoyed Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I did not think that that's a, like a controversial opinion to have. Because this movie is like a kid's movie. It's based uh-huh. on a kid's series. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it was rated PG-13 and it wasn't scary. And like people weren't dying and getting their heads chopped okay. off or whatever. But like, let the kids have something, you know? Who were you talking to? Is someone mad? People on the internet did not like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. People don't understand when things aren't for them. Like, I didn't love this movie. But I was like, it's also not for me. <laughs> See, exactly. And I'm speaking to you, Brennan. Let the kids have something. I am. Thank you. You're welcome. So what's next? Um, (laughs) Next, I'm going to read the plot of The Ghost of Frankenstein. Um, But as evidenced by this extremely short synopsis, there ain't really a plot in this movie. Um, Here it is. Shepard Igor, Bella Lugosi, rescues the monster, Lon Chaney, from a sulfur pit and brings him to Dr. Frankenstein's other son, Cedric Hardwick. (laughs) And that's it. I mean, that's pretty much the summary. Pretty much. Um, other, th- I mean, beyond that, it's basically. Well, once again, Igor steals the show. Truly, this truly with his clarinet. Mm-hmm. Um, and his being Bella Lugosi. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And yeah, it's just basically like Igor's up to hijinks using Frankenstein as his minion. Yeah, this truly is, like, Frankenstein even more takes a backseat in this movie. Like, Igor truly is, you know, the (laughs) the evilest of us. Mm -hmm. He is Lucifer's puppet. He truly is. Um, Well, we rank all of our films on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. Uh, But first, I want to reveal the the super secret uh, first-time everything that happened this time. You're going to... No. What? No. 
What? You cannot reveal. That what? That you watched it twice? Because I didn't finish the second viewing. Oh, okay. So I'm proud of you for nothing. Never mind. Yeah. How, how far did you get into it? <clears throat> I got into as far as when they like, um, like I think the courtroom scene, and I was like, why is this here? Oh, that's about 20 minutes in. Okay, never mind. Um, no, no cheers for Sergio. <laughs> you should um, just edit all that out. No, I won't. Fine. I got to air our dirty laundry. Fine. Um, Throw stones at me. <laughs> but no, he watched it once, and that's really enough. Um, but w- yeah, so what's your scariness score out of five? Um, one. Okay. Were you, there's nothing scary about this movie. Well, yeah, but when there's nothing scary, you always give it like a three. So I just um, <laughs> No, because I think the thing that makes these movies kind of scary is that they play on this idea that like this monstrous person is going to come and like attack and defile the women folk. Because I feel like the I only don't think that's what these movies do at all. But continue. Um, no, the, but I think I the think Frankenstein one specifically. Um, yeah, I, I, you're right there. But like, he always kind of like. Well, this one he had a little girl or whatever, and like she uh-huh. kept trying to die. Um, <laughs> really. Uh, and well, I mean, Frankenstein has a special relationship with little girls. Like he was trying to play with that one. Shut up! You gave me a look. That's not. Like, look, he's a child. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, he's this monstrous man, and like he's killed little girls before. But accidentally, because he was trying to play with them, it stands to reason that he can kill again. Uh huh. Um, so but he that, wouldn't want to. Like that's not his goal. It's not his goal. But the townspeople don't know that, and they you, don't. as a viewer, are also not going to necessarily think that because you know him as the monster, as the creature, as everything these movies have kind of built him up to be. But you, you act like you haven't watched the first two movies, which are all about how he is a monster, but not because of himself, because of the way that people perceive him. I think that's true, um, but I also think that there's still something in you that thinks that he is still capable of these monstrous things. Well, he and is. And that he has to, like, fight against his nature, and often the movies don't end in his favor because he, like, does not fight his nature off successfully. Well, I think he's just a big buff baby who doesn't know his own strength. He is baby. What? Is that a thing? That's a Twitter thing. Okay. I'm baby or whatever. I don't know why gay men are calling themselves babies. I just know it's a thing. Is it, are they just quoting the dinosaur from the dinosaurs? Where he's like, I'm the baby. I have no clue. I don't think so because I haven't seen anything about dinosaurs <laughs> in any of this. Um, but th- we're beside the point, Brennan. Um, I think that, back to my point, what's supposed to be scary is that Frankenstein is kind of like preying on women or whatever. Because the thing that um, like stood out to me in my brief 20 minutes of viewing uh-huh. was the one thing that like kind of caused me to like jump into the movie uh, or like get alert was any time that there was like anything that was considered scary. Um, was when a woman was kind of in danger, either being the little girl or I think someone's wife. And so that's kind of what I thought the movie was playing on. Fine. I can allow it um, for this movie. Mm-hmm. But for the first two, I will defend Frankenstein mm-hmm. to the teeth because he is my sweet little baby. I'm not saying that, you know, Frankenstein is about, or I'm not saying that that's what, you know, Mary Shelley had in mind for her book or whatever. Oh, no. Th- this. This Frankenstein character is completely different from the Mary Shelley book. Ignore the book. Yeah, I think that what the movie is operating on now and maybe what it was operating on in the last one is kind of um what I just said. Yeah. But he's still he is he is deadly as a tool for Bella Lugosi. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he would be killing if he wasn't commanded to do so. Uh-huh. Um but uh, that's beside the point. I will say in the book, um Frankenstein's a real fancy boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um the the monster like talks very is he's very erudite 
Yeah, you don't get Benedict Cumberbatch for nothing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't know if I said I gave it a one out of five also. The only thing that's scary in this movie is the little girl's ball that she's playing with because it has like a clown face on it and it's terrifying. Okay. Okay. Um, so what's your campiness score? Um, two. Because the clarinet is back again. Oh, my God. Our favorite character. <laughs> the clarinet. I mean, I was shocked that Igor came back. I did not think that he would be returning that there would be like any continuity in this were you shocked that igor came back or that it was bill lugosi as igor well both um because you know frankenstein this is the first time he's been swapped out he's not boris karloff this time Mm -hmm. um more on that later but i'm giving it a three out of five because it's squarely like kind of swerving into b-movie territory at this point Mm -hmm. um the world war ii was just starting um, so Universal kind of slashed their budgets, mm-hmm. um, and this was kind of the first uh, stone in that archway. I don't know. I, don't, I had no end to that metaphor. Mm-hmm. What do you mean that it was the first stone in their archway? No. Th- this also, was... if you're like slashing, you should not cut corners if you're building an archway. Like, you know, cut corners now. Actually, if you're building an archway, there should be no corners. So if there are corners, you should cut them. Cut them off. Make just, it round. Just don't, you know, cut expenses when making a bridge is all I'm saying. No, I'm just saying th- this is the first movie to suffer from the lack of budget, um, like the wartime budget slashes. All right. And in what ways do you think the film suffered? Well, first of all, the sets are not nearly as exciting. Yeah, they're not grand. Um, no, but but what I'm saying is this is squarely a B movie because they just kind of palpably don't give a shit about it. Okay. Um, because of said budget slashing and they're like, whatever, we're making a Frankenstein movie just to make money. Okay. Um, but let's see. I mean, my first note here just says Igor and clarinet are immortal, mm-hmm. but I also mean because we saw Igor get shot point blank multiple times in the previous movie. And then in this one, he's like, you thought that would kill me? Yeah. Igor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's truly, <laughs> he is, he is a fairy, a fae folk. Mm-hmm. He is immortal. Um, also Frankenstein is the, the monster is looking snatched in this movie. He's wearing like this nice black pea coat uh-huh. and he looks like an artist at his gallery opening. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a pretty accurate description. Thank you. Like all hunched and everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pale from having not seen the sun. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Frankenstein looks good in this movie. I don't know that that's necessarily campy, but you know, Hey, I mean, look, I d- just the, fa- the sheer, fashion of frankenstein was mm-hmm. kind of amusing mm-hmm. to me this was also the first movie that i think we saw that he kind of did his frankenstein walk right uh more yeah pretty like specific the one that's kind of iconic and has been kind of cannibalized by other movies where he's like walks like a zombie with his arms straight out in front of mm-hmm. him which you had mentioned previously like you were kind of looking for it waiting for it to happen mm-hmm. and here it was in the ghost of Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the ghost of Frankenstein, the titular ghost is literally just, there's a random scene where uh, Ludwig Frankenstein's dad just visits him as a ghost. It's mm-hmm. a very Hamlet. It was funny. It was unexpected. It was unexpected. And, and it never happened again. Yeah, it never happened again. Almost nothing came of it. It was quite peculiar. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for, for it being the title character, you would expect that he would have more of a role. But no. Yeah. 
But once again, um, I guess like the second son of Frankenstein doesn't have like the same ring to it. Yeah, I did. I love that part too, where they were like, "Oh, uh, we're s- we'll send him to his other son." I'm like, okay, by by the end of this, it's gonna be like the fifteenth son of Frankenstein. He was incredibly fertile and had <laughs> multiple sets of sextuplets. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so other the only thing in the set design that I found amusing was the fact that Ludwig Frankenstein who lives in this fancy, nice, like, middle European house, has a dungeon in his basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, a, like, a carved stone dungeon, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is great. Um, one thing that I thought was kind of campy, and maybe you can, like, help me out, was, like, why was there a courtroom scene again? Well, because they arrested Frankenstein, and they were putting him on trial for, I don't know, being weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he hadn't killed it. Oh, you know what? No, because when he was hanging out with the girl... The uh, the mob attacked, and I think he killed two people in the process of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did not kill the girl. There was a scene where it seemed like she was asking to like have her him bring her down, and mm-hmm. it seemed like he Take might just throw her daddy. down. Yeah, um, but he didn't. She was freaking fine. So these people need to chill. Mm-hmm. Um, that little girl was terrible. She was the most annoying character in this movie. Mostly because she didn't realize in how much danger she was. And I feel like maybe it's up to the adults in this situation. Like, they didn't tell her to stay away from Frankenstein. Because at one point, she's just basically like, the way you treat your Pikachus. Like, he's just dragging her around everywhere he goes. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, So, yeah. And I was just like, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, (laughs) He's going to not acknowledge that. I did acknowledge it. And we're moving forward. Um (laughs) Okay, uh, one other thing. Also, I mean, the whole thing of, like, Igor's plan is to have his brain put into Frankenstein. Um, and so this doctor that's working with uh, Ludwig Frankenstein gets convinced by Bela Lugosi to, like, swap out the brains instead of giving the, like, dead doctor's brain that is their friend. He's going to do Igor's brain. It's it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's a big swi- switcheroo. Mm-hmm. But I, Ludwig Frankenstein must be the daftest dunderhead on the block. Cause how do you just sneak out somebody's brain without him? He performed full brain surgery on someone who wasn't supposed to have it happen. So there is an Igor corpse in this house, in this dungeon somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Ludwig just doesn't notice mm-hmm. that it, it's ridiculous. Um, but also in the part where um, Igor is trying to convince uh, this doctor to help him out, he's like, well, when I'm my brain is united with his body, I can rule the world because I will be so strong and immortal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I will make you the head doctor of the university. Ooh. But then the doctor's like, you weave a pretty fairy tale, crooked neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, look, is obviously so offensive. But also I love that in the old days they would just use descriptions of you as a nickname. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, flat face Joe over there. I mean, we still kind of do that, too. It's just considered inappropriate. It is inappropriate. Like, four eyes. And how's it going, pencil dick? You know? <laughs> you just casually greet people that way? All my best friends, I know all of their penis sizes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to sit in that and have, have the listeners contemplate for a moment. Thank you for this moment of silence. You're welcome. Okay. So <laughs> do you have any other campiness stuff to talk about or do you want to move on? Um, what were we doing? Campiness? Uh, no, that's a, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> uh, effects score. Uh, the dungeon was kind of cool. 
It looked like some science was going on in there. Sure. So a number? Two. Two. Okay. I think I'm going to give it a three for mainly... For, what? Well, in the beginning, um, the the castle from Son of Frankenstein gets exploded. Mm-hmm. And oh, that was cool. It is a really... It's a very satisfying effect where the, the stone kind of crumbles outward. It's very exciting. Um, and also there's a scene... For some reason, um, Ludwig Frankenstein has his entire house rigged up to be filled with sleeping gas whenever he wants, mm-hmm. which we should... Maybe we should be worried about Ludwig Frankenstein. He's the true monster. Mm-hmm. Why does he have this? <laughs> Igor is the true monster in this series. Mm-hmm. But I think secretly Ludwig is also the true monster. Because, no, that's that's not okay. Um, but there's a part where he fills <laughs> the room with fog, but then the fog gets sucked away. And it's clearly, you know, like a reverse shot of fog being pumped into the room. But it still looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of effects in this movie. No. That's Other why I gave it a two. I, although I will say, I think they made Lon Chaney look enough like Boris Karloff that it wasn't distracting, mm-hmm. which is something. I didn't notice, but I have terrible eyesight. Do you really? Yeah. How many fingers have I holding up? Four. Oh, you were wrong. It was two. Wow. Just proves you're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, what a great conversation for a podcast. Because it died on the vine. Anyway... Um, I had one more thing I forgot in campiness that I want to complain about. Um, the science of this movie is out of control. Um, oh, you mean reanimating a corpse? <laughs> no. Well, whatever. No, but when they put Igor's brain in Frankenstein's body, they're like, oh, Igor's blood type is different than Frankenstein's blood type, which means it won't feed his sensory nerve, so his eyes go blind. And I'm like... If the blood type or whatever didn't match, his brain would be rejected. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't just isolate one part of it and just shut it off like a light switch. It mm-hmm. would just die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was silly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that kind of thing is included because a lot of people kind of realize that, you know, you do need to have the same blood types for things to match up. I think. And you like kind of uh, like you state something that's crazy enough to kind of maybe be real for people who don't know. Although it's all unreal because again you're reanimating a dead corpse yeah i I know i know i know and transplanting a brain i see what you're saying though but you couch it in enough real science that people will just go with it yeah a lot of movies do that yeah but also i think that probably they had just discovered blood types like pretty recently i assume so they were Uh just excited about it and they're like people need to know (laughs) Uh i'm Um, trying to think of a movie that does that like you know like jurassic park I feel like you can reanimate dinosaurs by using the blood of a mosquito. That's like some real science going on there. That's true. We just haven't found the right mosquito yet. Yeah. We just keep making rocks. (laughs) More amber. (laughs) More fossilized amber. Um, So what's your overall quality score for this movie? Um, Two. Uh, I'm at a three, but... As close to a two as possible. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. What, I mean, what, uh, this movie is 67 minutes long. How did it fail you? <laughs> um, one of the reasons why I was asking you repeatedly as to why you felt this movie suffered as a result of being like a post-World War II film or like, I guess, in the throes of World War II uh-huh. um, is because I felt like this movie was incredibly short and certain scenes were like left a lot out or I think the movie itself left a lot out and Uh left a lot up to the viewer to kind of 
uh, understand or just like go with it. And I needed more uh-huh. context for certain things because I was just kind of like we were just thrown into like so many scenes randomly. It just uh-huh. kept going. The pace was really quick um, and that was not fun. Okay. And that seems to me to be evidence of how the movie suffered based on the budget being mm-hmm. cut. Mm-hmm. Oh, know. yeah. I agree. Okay. I thought you were debating me on that. And I was no, like, no, no, that no, seems no. Okay. okay. No, I was hoping that you would tell me that that was something that had happened um, as a result. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It's just, it is a slapdash production uh-huh. is what you're saying. And yeah. you would be right. It is rife with incident and yet nothing really happens. <laughs> um, it's very quick and yet it feels like it takes hours. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I didn't not have a fun time with it. I did enjoy it for its kind of cheery B-movie qualities, um, but it is not a a great film. I will say Lon Chaney does fine. He's doing a solid uh, like cleanup hitter job um, mm-hmm. in the Boris Karloff role. Although I did read that uh, one time he was apparently a notorious drunk and one time he was just Ooh. really wasted and got lost on set because everything it was uh. like a very labyrinthine set and he was just wandering around as Frankenstein just really drunk I love that good um, for him also I read in the same bit of trivia that he later did play Frankenstein on a live TV episode of some kind um, but he was also drunk again and he thought it was the dress rehearsal <laughs> but it was actually a live episode of television and so he had a lot of breakaway props that he was supposed to smash but he kept picking them up and just putting them down again because <laughs> he thought it was the rehearsal <laughs> He must have been fucking wasted for that. Oh, yeah. Because to not notice a camera, and I'm assuming a live studio audience, as was the 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 convention of those days, uh-huh. wasted, Brennan. Just wasted. Yeah, apparently that was kind of his uh, his thing. So I want to get that drunk. No, you don't. But I don't break things. <laughs> uh, genius. Um, yeah, no, for a movie with... That has a trial, a child almost being murdered several times, a castle exploding, and a ghost. It's it's surprisingly boring at the same time. Mm. So yeah, you know, I'm still landing on three, but again, a week, 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 week three. I'm at a two. The movie wasn't all that good um, for all the reasons that I've mentioned before. Uh, you were much more frustrated with it, like mid movie, than I was for sure. Yeah, and I don't know. The other movies had something that kept me like interested in them. Mm-hmm. This one barely did. Maybe just like the sheer hope that it would get better, because you know, in the first one, it's the first one. The second one had the bride. She was interesting. The th- <laughs> for for the thirty two seconds she's on screen. Um, the third one had all the beautiful scenes because uh-huh. it was so grand and so epic, and this one just had nothing. Yeah, it had a, nothing it's a, it's to offer. It's the emptiest Frankenstein mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in this movie, it's probably because it's sheerly, we're running on Igor's sheer. Uh, Just pure evilness. Yeah. His crazy antics. And maybe, maybe when the movie finally becomes just Igor. Is there a movie like that? Just Igor? I wish. Not the one that's like an animated movie. We should watch that one instead. Oh God, I forgot about that movie. Adding it to our... Marathon. No, because then we'd have to do more Frankenstein movies. But that's Igor. No, but look, if we expanded beyond the bounds of Universal, we would have like 80 more Frankenstein movies to do. I think Igor is a Universal film. Okay. So we can watch it. Okay. 
Sure. <laughs> We're watching Igor. You heard it here first. No, that's not happening. Yes, it we'll is. We'll see. We'll have to see. Igor. We'll have to see once we've sat through like four or five more of these. Igor. Okay. Um, that's the end of this. We're going to do the things that we do. But first, here's how you can find us. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. And tweet e- that you want us to watch Igor. Sure. Igor. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Email us. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us five stars. Just, you know. You ain't got nothing better I'll to do. I'll be sad if you don't. Um, next week, we will be watching Leprechaun 4 in space. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see these movies. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to share this with you and see what you think. Um, but then let's make our guesses for the next Frankenstein movie. Um, the next one came out but a scant year later. It came out in 1943. It's Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. So... Seems pretty self-explanatory, but what do you think happens? I think they examine what it means to exist in a liminal space. Genius. Um, I love how you, you pull out your English major words when you want to seem fancy. Yeah. Dichotomy. Uh-huh. Duopoly. <laughs> anyway, Monopoly. What what I think, well, because Lon Chaney originally played the Wolfman, um, and he played Frankenstein in this movie. I think he's not going to be in this mo- the next movie at all. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. playing either character, mm-hmm. I feel. Um, and I feel like if we're going by the Bride of Frankenstein model, um, the Wolfman will be in about two minutes of the movie, and the rest will be, I don't know. Build up? Some gay dude vamping, I guess. <laughs> um, so Why yeah, gay? Because well, Dr. Pretorius was supposed to be gay in Bride of Frankenstein. Really? Yeah. I mean, that that's like the general like cinema theory. Okay. <laughs> Snaps. Great, thank you. For him. Oh my god. Sergio has the scariest look on his face right now. It's very intent, and you're just breathing through your nose directly onto the microphone. Okay, we need to end this. Um, Thank you so much for listening, and until next week, good luck on your journey. Stay old, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Igor. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.